0: Is real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet five ninety the Fan.
1: And just like that, three p.m. Eastern and twenty seconds. Your two thousand and twenty three trade deadline or deadline day. <laughs> Pencils is over. down,
2: everyone. Pencils down
1: <laughs> is over now. In all my experience doing many of these. It ain't over till it's through the queue, I think. That's what they say. Oh, yeah. So even though no one from here on end can go to the league and push a trade through, there has been a tendency in the past for trades to uh, wait their turn as long as the paperwork has been done. Yeah to make it official. And sometimes it's gone well past the hour of 3 p.m. Eastern Mm -hmm. to officially get a a trade call through to the league. But judging by the lack of activity, I would say that runway is pretty clear right now. Yeah. There is one little thing that you just mentioned to me uh, before we went on air, and that uh, had to do with uh, ex-Toronto Maple Leaf uh, JVR.
2: Yeah, which, okay, you know, whatever. He he may go... Uh, to Detroit, they may flip him for picks. someone else held carolina he 's probably somewhere i just can 't believe the Leafs. 20, i can 't believe the leafs first overall pick or first round pick for next year is still their pick i 'm really surprised that 's the one thing right now I thought that that was going to be spent on something so i 'm not disappointed it 's been an unbelievable deadline for the Leafs. I do think that how they looked against Edmonton might have rattled them a little bit about like how much they have to figure out and sort out and chemistry. Maybe they're less eager to spend and change. I think as rattle as maybe they were
1: possibly around goaltending, there's just no alternatives out there. There's just no answers to it. And even if they wanted to give up that first round that you just spoke of seconds ago, there's no place to put it. There's nowhere. Uh, It's not going to add up. One Plus one did not equal two in the salary cap era. It's it the math
2: didn't add up. Yeah, I guess not. Um, again, it's a it's a very good deadline. You're right. If if you can have you know exactly exactly what it wants or what you want, but if it's not available out there, is nothing you can do to get it. Um, okay, JVR wasn't traded at all. Is the update? Is that now. the biggest story of the day, or do we need to Nick break Benito down?
1: Nick got traded. Uh, Curtis Lazar. Goes to New Jersey for a fourth. All oh, those poor buddies of ours. Seven hours of Curtis Lazar yeah. and Zach McEwen.
2: I assume they were jo- breaking down the other trades. I was writing, so I didn't get to see much. Jordan but. Greenway. It's exciting. Two goals in the year. Been traded to Buffalo. Jordan Greenway, yeah, it's a nice pickup. Buffalo's gigantic. Yeah. What a huge team they are. That is not
1: stopping us from off the rails Friday. Boy, we are going to be off the rails. I don't even know if we're on the rails at all. In about 17 minutes, Doug McClain will start us off. And then we go to Paul Bizanet, who is on the panel for Sportsnet. Trade deadline, seven hours. He'll join us in about 40 minutes. And then in the back hour, pizza delivery man, Colby Armstrong. That's all I saw. Can you imagine you spend your whole career in the NHL and the best you can do on a day like today for Sportsnet is deliver pizzas (laughs) to the desk?
0: It's game time, <laughs> let's get hungry <laughs> Derek. that's so good <laughs> really good. what do we
1: need him in here for if that's if you if you've got that already, maybe he's gonna deliver more uh, they
0: call me i show up <laughs> i I crush an energy drink and <laughs> i uh, uh
3: yeah if he maybe if he- del- delivers another burgers priest
2: uh yeah, we'll we've said in this show many times we yeah. can right, bought yeah. we can be bought. You at Burgers Priest, Man. what a sandwich it they make! Really huh? good. I I got
3: to
1: be honest, boys, I'm fighting it still. Oh like, yeah, it's,
3: Diesel. it's It's hitting. It, oh it's, my god,
1: I got a brick in my stomach right now. <laughs> it
2: was delicious. I went two I or ate three. The cookie too.
1: Two or three bites. The last two or three bites, I did not need.
2: No, but I ate them anyway because they were delicious. It's good cold, too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I just kept plowing. We through. are glad everybody's aboard
1: to wrap up what has been uh, an incredible week. And let's face it, uh, deadline day was not about 3 p.m. Eastern today. It was about the week. Deadline and we're going to spend the next uh, close to two hours breaking it all down for you. So wherever you are, Sportsnet 590, The Fan, our YouTube channel, Sportsnet Now, iTunes, Spotify, we're glad you're aboard. And we are going to hopefully make sense of it all in the the very near future, including what we saw last night out of the Toronto Maple Leafs. 24 hours later, like makeup sex, I guess. (laughs) Get another crack. And... uh, It worked out well for the Toronto Maple Leafs last night. Seemed
2: like an enjoyable experience all around, yeah.
1: (laughs) You're a little guilty on a few things. (laughs) So,
2: the Toronto Maple Leafs. Working his bag off.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. It's already off the rails? (laughs) Yeah. 2-1. Let's change the the topic real quick here. 2-1 over a very desperate Calgary Flame team. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure we saw them really desperate last night. They played exceptionally well against the Boston Bruins, Bruins earlier this week only to get shut down. I didn't see the same intensity out of them last night. But let's credit the Toronto Maple Leafs for coming up with yes. a, a real solid uh, hockey game where Joseph Wall was able, able to shut down the uh, Calgary.
2: Yeah, you know, I... I- Thought a lot of what Sheldon Keefe thought, and we're going to get to his quotes in a little bit here, but that was a different looking Leafs team. We've said it a couple times this season, but I don't know if it was 11 and 7, like having the lines in a blender the way that they were and the pairs in a blender or what. But they definitely looked like a different team in terms of speed. I don't think faster, but I do think they looked heavier and um, defensively sound. And it was a bit different looking, certainly different than Edmonton, but just different looking in general. Do you get that vibe at all?
1: I totally got a a vibe of this is the way some or most playoff games will and should look like. Mm -hmm. And you can protect a lead without shutting down or, you know, sitting back. Yeah. And I thought it was a very business-like uh, hockey game last night where, again, the characteristics of Ryan O'Reilly were there, the characteristics of a Luke Shen were there, albeit, uh, you know, 10 or 11 minutes out of Luke. Yeah. But certainly felt his presence out there. I just thought it was something that I think Leaf fans can hope get a similar look, Yeah. albeit you'll you'll see much more intensity out of a game. Yeah. But that's the look of a playoff hockey game.
2: You know, I said to Sammy before the the show that like if there's any sort of truth to the way they've been trying to rebuild, you can see the team saying, "We're not going to lose with, you know, the Sandine Angval types anymore. You know, we're we're going to be a grittier looking, heavier team." It's sure nice, even if it doesn't make them better. It's nice to know. That's Shen and McCabe and Achari and Lafferty. And if there's something, there will be a little grab-a-guy yeah. and, like, you know, you're going to get a little bit of getaway from our goalie and just some looks we haven't seen from the yeah. Leafs.
3: How, how about Shen just absolutely burying Huberdeau in front of the net with 15 cross-checks for exactly no reason? <laughs> like, he, was, he, did, he did nothing. And he's just hammering him in the back with his stick. And I was like, okay, guess Shen's back. But yeah. I... Yeah, I got to say, as discouraged as I was about the performance on Wednesday, I was equally as encouraged about the Leafs, mostly in the third period last night. Because I forget who it was that texted me or t- tweeted me or somebody said that the Leafs did to the Flames what, the Tam- what Tampa has done to the Leafs in big games, in Game 6s and Game 7s, what other teams have done to the Leafs. They just couldn't get the puck. It was in deep. It was cycles. They didn't get the middle of the ice at all the Flames. It was an impressive performance. I didn't think they were that great throughout the first couple periods. No. But then the third period, they looked like a whole new team. It's like they found something and they were just relentless, I felt.
1: Yeah. Heavy. And, yeah, you're right, Tammy, because in the past it was always about not being able to shut the door or have that killer instinct to put teams away or
2: not let other teams get sniffs. Sheldon Keith loved it. Absolutely loved it. I'm I, Same way in the early going, they weren't awesome or anything like that. They didn't generate anything offensively in the first period, and I was starting to get a bit worried that this team has been struggling to create. But they found it in the third period, which was a better look for them. The one concern I had from last night is not a concern about their play, but, like, did we learn anything about who works best with who? Like, did any line stay together or any pair stay together for any significant stretch of time? No. I saw there was one or two shifts where... He had
3: O'Reilly centering Achari and Lafferty. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, that's this seems interesting. O'Reilly, and it's like, Achari, Lafferty. It just like you're right though. There was no real flow to who was playing with who. But at this point of the season, when you have this many guys, I don't mind going eleven and seven for this very reason to see what works before you get into the playoffs. Like it's a good way to try a bunch of different guys playing with different people. So I don't usually love. 11-7, and seven, but I thought it made sense for them last night.
1: Okay, before we get into 11-7, and seven, we'll follow up that thought. Sammy, let's go to Sheldon Keefe uh, on his overview of the win uh, on our first Kippers Clipper.
4: We stuck around in the game. You know, there was early in the game for us, there was not a whole lot of offense available at all. And uh, guys didn't get frustrated, stayed with it. And I just thought that our game and our process of how we were playing just improved through the second period, seemingly shift by shift. And ultimately, we score a goal in the second period off of a great shift um, in the offensive zone. With an offensive zone change, then uh, Matthews and Marner come over the boards and uh, playing against tired people with a favorable matchup, and we tie the game. And I just thought, uh, you know, you can't really put your finger on why, but Arthur, we came out in the third period, really focused and committed to me. It was our best, best period of the season. Best third period of the season. Go out, get the goal to get the lead. And then just how we defended, I thought, was exceptional.
2: The other note there is he says, go out and get the goal to get the lead. And we just need to take a moment to acknowledge we were hard on the top six against Edmonton. Last night, Marner and Matthews combined for 16 yeah. shots. Mitch Marner controlled the hockey game every time the puck came near him everyone else yeah. was puck watching well he yeah. just dictated the pace to and everyone I, else. I think
1: sheldon made a mistake in edmonton he needed to put and sports night needed to focus on the matchup of marner versus mcdavid you have marner out on the ice with mcdavid and you let them go head to head on who's controlling what you're talking about and that's it's going to be an interesting dynamic. I, Mitch Marner's just off the charts, guys. Like, I, I don't even want to begin to think about if this guy is out of the lineup or hurt on what the Leafs would have looked like without him this year. Yeah. And not nearly as – numbers don't support it, but his importance to the Leafs is pretty darn close to McDavid's without the, the crazy numbers offensively.
2: Yeah, he was wonderful last night. Absolute difference maker, and that allows the rest of the team to just be big and heavy and do their thing. And That's what I love most about that win
3: is having the balance between the two different types of games they can play with the bottom six heavy and then the breathtaking skill of the guys up top. Like That's the winning recipe. That's what you see from the Tampas. That's what you see from the Bostons. That's what you see from teams that go deep is the difference in looks between your bottom six and top six, right? The Richie brothers got traded
2: for each other, guys. Troy Pardon? Stetcher and Nick Ritchie in exchange for Connor Mackey and Brett Ritchie. Are they brothers? Brett Ritchie, Nick Ritchie? I'm almost certain, yeah. Okay. I don't know Are they that. not? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Well. which um, was
5: great. Um,
2: <laughs> I guess I'll just
1: give him this house, swap it out. We'll, we'll anticipate in the next hour if we hear about more fourth line trades.
2: Yeah, that's about all that we expect. I haven't heard a word on the Leafs. I'm still kind of keeping my eye on the timeline as we're talking, and it doesn't seem like anyone said they're done or
1: which means perhaps they were sniffing or looking around and not seeing anything in the goaltending uh, side of any upgrades. And this is what it's going to look like. I guess you, you hope and pray that uh, Matt Murray can stay healthy. We anticipate that he could even start as early as Saturday night. Boy, which, oh, boy. When you think about that, that has to be his start. You're not putting them in versus New Jersey next week, are you? Who do they have Saturday? Vancouver. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jersey Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken.
2: What a road swing. You know, just go Seattle, Alberta, BC, New Jersey. Okay.
1: Yeah.
3: That's a weird one. Don't – when they come – when teams go on that western road trip, how often do they come back east – and go to another eastern team it's always they go home yeah. that's a straight and at the end of the road trip you throw them against one of the best teams in the league it's a weird one
2: yeah
3: oh so we're getting at earlier? B- B- bison earlier uh biz is on his way over here now okay For th- he's going to come in for the first segment i texted doug doug said he's fine to join us at 345 so a little bit of movement on the fly here great so uh just letting you guys know that but yeah he's on his way over so
1: joseph wall with the win last night mm-hmm. gives up the early shorthanded goal two and a half minutes any uh oh Sammy out of you at all during that? Um, short-handed goal
3: you didn't really well, like. I mean, he's an a feels like an AHL goalie against a good fast NHLer. Just beat him with a good deke. But I thought he was solid the rest of the night. Like it I, was my, what opi- I said my opinion, going into it
2: last night. Yes, Listen. my opinion does <laughs> yes. not
3: change of him if at you, all.
1: If you ask me, mechanically, I'll take Joseph Wall over Samsonov. He he's he's he looks bigger to me, even bigger. Yeah. And he looks calmer. And I don't see as much jerkiness or oversliding your post. I just saw a guy make the saves he was kind of supposed to make last night. And I I got it. Calgary? Yeah. Come on. No game breakers there. Just a bunch of pluggers right now. And a big reason why they're on the outside looking in right now. I get all of that. Yeah, But just Joseph Wall. Was did what he was supposed to do last night.
2: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, he's a capable goalie. He's had a ton of success in the American League when he's healthy. He's looked good in the NHL so far this year. My contention has not been that Joseph Wall is not going to be a good goalie. Or, or it's not even that he's not a fine goalie now. It's that you can't build this whole thing and trust it to a guy with seven games because you just don't know. He's never felt the pressure in the way that some guys who've been in the NHL for years have just doesn't have enough reps yet
1: well if matt murray's hurt kyle doesn't agree with you because he's going to be on the bench i know he doesn't agree with
2: me and i yeah that's i am digging in on that one unfortunately and i again love to be wrong love to be wrong on that i just i personally don't yeah. trust it it makes me nervous
1: no no uh we should
2: keep on him too do you want to do that we got a keith clip on joe wall yes let's do it
4: yeah exactly tight game no margin for error um you know it gets has to face a breakaway early and they score but didn't phase them the rest of the way. I I thought he was he was excellent. Poised, relaxed, got us through the some tough times through that second period. You know, I thought the guys took care of him in the third. But uh he, he was excellent and he looked uh he looked extremely confident in there. What was really It's good? Yeah.
3: The confident is what I would agree with. I thought in the second period he had more than you know, the, the rest of the game, they, did, they took care of him pretty well, I thought, like he said. Mm-hmm. But I thought in the second period, they were there was the most high-danger chances, and he made some pretty good saves. Yeah, he, he, he just, did
2: get scored on a second time. You yeah, know, we, which he, was
3: a—that goal reeked. That was yeah, like a wrister from the top of the circle that beat him clean. And it's
2: funny how we just pretend that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> scrub that one. It didn't re- register,
3: but yes. It was a way offside, so it should not—in the space-time continuum, it should not have existed, but Correct. I saw it happen, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. my eyes
1: lost Yeah. Gustafson as a seventh D under 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, Horrible first play on the shorthanded goal.
2: Yeah. You know, the pass wasn't helpful, but yeah.
1: no, you can't mm, let let that get by you. You can't let that get by you. (laughs)
2: What's up, brother? How are you?
1: Hey, how'd the juggling go for like nine hours today? Oh, no, no. You guys went on later than TSN. That's where SportsNet's gotten really smart there. Yeah, yeah.
6: No, it's been an awesome day. The staff's incredible. It's much like TNT, where they just yeah. take care of you, yeah. make the job easy,
1: and you come on, you don't sound like an idiot. <laughs> well, maybe in my case, not not that. So, no real surprise today, the no. anticipation that so many big names have been gone. You knew uh, you, you were all scrambling to find out where Curtis Lazar was going.
6: Yeah, no, that was probably the, the biggest name on the board today, and, and he went, and I'm happy for him.
2: That's great. Well, hey, uh, welcome aboard. Nice to finally uh, see you in person. Yeah. And the highlight of the day was being uh, unbuttoned down to your belly button today, or what's the highlight so yeah, far? Well,
6: Leslie and Francis were trying to match me on the buttons. I said, no way, it's happening. And then I exposed my chain, which I'm part of the chain gang yeah, yeah. with the Leafs. I don't know if you guys caught that one on TNT, because yeah. all these young guys for the Leafs, they walk in. They got three buttons down. They got 14 chains around their neck. you think they'd be dropping a rap album at some
1: point. So, between you and Witt and your whole group down there, no secret how much you love the Leafs. Now, is this something that just came on the last few years? You've always been a diehard Leaf fan. Where did this real Love Fest start? So, I was always a
6: Leaf fan growing up. I had a Doug Gilmore jersey, and actually, I went to the Penn Center one time randomly, had no idea he had a, a signing going on. And I'd been, uh, my parents gave me a, a leather Toronto Maple Leafs hat for Christmas. And I ended up sneaking up to the front of the line, and he signed it. So I've been I've been a pretty hardcore lease fan. I remember where I was uh, in uh, I think I was in Orangeville actually when the the whole Gretzky high stick. Gilmore went down so yeah have I been the the biggest uh, jock sniffer throughout all the years of playing pro hockey well no because you got to you know represent the team that's paying your salary and your mortgage but uh it's been happy to jump back on the bandwagon ever since they've gotten the Marner the Matthews and and been rolling
2: the boys are all over you though hey for the Leafs fandom like it's not popular with wit with some of the guys to be rooting for the Leafs I
6: think it's easy to hate on the most uh, the most valuable franchise in the NHL it's just it's like it's like I guess rooting for what Liverpool who, who's like the big <laughs> soccer team? Sure. Manchester City, who's got the big payroll and the big yeah. budget. So yeah. I, I like them. I think that at this point, they have to be at a point where they're hungry, uh, given all the disappointment they've had with this core group. So I'm, I'm excited. I think that they made proper adjustments to to battle against Tampa's physicality for that first series. Um, I guess you could be a little bit worrisome at moving out some Sandine, a good puck-moving defenseman, but I feel like he wasn't really getting his proper reps here anyway. Yeah, so he gets to move on and go have success elsewhere. And I, I mean, I'm not saying Luke Shen's the, the answer, but you know, when you're when you're battling those bottom six for the Tampa Bay Lightning, I think it's a, a pretty good bottom ad.
1: We got Biz in studio, Uh-oh. former NHLer, Spitting Chicklets podcast,
6: a little tire pump for you. I was down there. I'm I'm off the piss right now, but the yeah. little Buddha. Oh nice! I, they, got, they got the cans down there, so congratulations you, you on all that. You didn't try anything? I'm I'm off the booze right now. Oh, I'm gonna you go are. from yeah. We had a pre- so no more pink Whitney this month or what? I'm gonna go till the end of playoffs because we had a, a tough rip there yeah. with All Star, the Winter Classic, yeah. and uh, you know when you're yeah. when you're hanging around with the TNT crew too, you all of a sudden you get chucking them back. See and, that's yeah, impressive yeah, listen, though that
2: you can turn it off. I'm uh, hey, not able to do that.
6: And, and you're, you're not getting any younger, eh? No. I feel like my anxiety's lower, my sleep's better, my skin's more clear, like all the all the benefits. Now, let's keep, I love to hit the sauce. I love boozing with the guys, but yeah. the, I can't really shut it off. It's not a, hey, let's have a couple, it's, let's have
1: 25 drinks, oh, yeah. and then wake up with a, with a tight dome on. I'm watching, like, you're, like, what, 18 months, 24 months, and it's like you're shot out of a can, and you're here, you're there, you're in Calgary riding a, a horse. I mean the pace has been unbelievable for you yeah i i also feel that i did a lot of partying
6: and not a lot maybe as much hard work when yeah. I, during my playing days yeah. as as i would have liked to so i th- i just make it up for lost time but it's been fun it's you know you stay moving you stay you know stay busy and you know, hopefully at a certain point have the the liberty to choose to maybe not have to turn it on and work yeah. as
2: much. Do you have, So do you have like a personal assistant? Do you just take pitches? Because it does feel like everywhere. I went to a golf town the other day. There's a spit and chiclet section. Like oh, you guys is there really? Everywhere. Okay, well, yeah. the
6: boys are doing a good job yeah, then, yeah. whoever we hired to do that. <laughs> um, I have a buddy, Jeff Jacobson, who's uh, out of Vancouver, who helps me with all my logistics and decision making. Um, yeah, just, you know, it's, it's obviously been a pretty crazy rip, but... But like I said, it's fun. Like, we get to create our own brands. Like, that that to me was the biggest component because obviously when, you know, we joke around the podcast and we say certain things, it gets maybe not the most politically correct, I guess. And, and, and sometimes in, in today's environment, those things could soon be gone, like the, the podcast or whatever it is. So when you create your own brands and those dollars are coming in from something that you own – um they really don't have a sh- choice to stick around or not they they're kind of they're, they're kind of family and embedded in the business
2: i actually did want to say though i think that like your guys' podcast has represented something that i don't know it's kind of been talked out of hockey like people love the hitting and the fighting and the partying and the stories and all that and everything got really politically correct but you guys drew a huge audience by saying this is what people most of the people are still into yeah and i feel like the pendulum's kind of swung back a little it bit has. because of that for so maybe maybe it's not going to be the end of the podcast yeah no <laughs> i, know, I like,
6: definitely felt that there was a time where it was swinging so far one way that you know those were concerns i feel like it's gotten to a pretty normal pace i don't know if the i don't know if the pandemic kind of created that because everybody was just so frustrated with life in general i just felt like that was a extremely sensitive time but uh no it's it, it's been fun you know we I, we don't take ourselves very seriously. Like we call ourselves the Rumor Boys. Like we break trades that that don't happen or <laughs> <nonexistent> <laughs> with players that don't even exist or aren't even playing in the league anymore. So we just try to like bring some levity. And you know, I I, I can't really do what what Elliot does and Merrick does. You know, they they're constantly on the grind finding out who and, and even you guys, right? Finding digging deep and it's not really. uh, it's kind <laughs> of used to. It's kind
1: of a lane that it's we not that up. much fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a
6: grind, man. Oh, it's, it's a,
1: like an insurance. Seminar sometimes. Yeah. Like, you yeah. gotta, like, to be serious about Curtis Lazard today, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to brag
6: on the guy. He's a great <laughs> bottom <laughs> yeah, six. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. It. But, yeah. like, but, but yeah, you're trying to create excitement yes. around something like that. Sometimes it's better off just being like, oh, yeah, they added another plug and joke around about yeah. have a chuckle yeah. and move on.
1: But, but in all seriousness here, uh, you know, there is such a thing as burnout too. And that's what you got to play against. Yeah. No, I, 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 yeah, it's a great, uh,
6: great question and, and topic. Uh, that's why you just have to take, you know, personal time. Um, I definitely have gotten back into fitness, lack of alcohol consumption, yeah. diet, yeah. um, learning how to say no, that's hard too. Right. Cause like, I, that's I, I love snapping around with everybody. You know, I went out with uh, with JD earlier today, I, and I've been frequent on his show in the past. And you know, sometimes you just don't have the time or energy to yeah. hop on, and then you have to worry about a little bit about oversaturation and and just like I said, getting your proper rest. So personal sacrifice for this little stretch is something that's important, but. You know, it's something that I want for now, and and until I don't, then you slow it down, and then I hit the little buddhas. Oh, nice! <laughs> like <laughs> a couple a, plugs oh, for you. There, <laughs> you know? Really great yeah, plugs. Yeah, yeah. Only ninety calories. Maybe we, we get
1: <laughs> ninety. No gluten,
6: uh, gluten free. No. Come sugar. on, oh, here. my goodness. Ninety calories. For all you people, even if you do want to hit the sauce while making <laughs> some uh, personal <laughs> <laughs> commitments, at least you're not doing the calorie consumption. And maybe uh,
1: Kip can get you a promo code.
6: There here. I don't know Grilled if guys, pineapple
2: maybe, and rosemary. What flavors Ooh, too? Yeah, just it, a delight.
1: Available at the LCBO. There you go. Hellobev.ca. We'll bring it right to your door. The company and it goes which, great with Pinkwood wit Nichols. All right, all okay, right. Okay, enough. Enough. <laughs> uh, are you surprised at Kyle Dubas's week? Because here's a guy that's been skill, skill, skill. I'll take him at five foot nine, I'll take him at five foot 11, and then. The, the, the finding religion moment of grit and toughness. So I guess I would be a little bit concerned about the amount
6: of turnover and change in such a short period of time, um, especially maybe given the success of the season so far. Um, I can understand the thinking to shift knowing that you're going to be going against Tampa Bay because I think the last thing, go, goaltending is a different subject, but the last thing that you would want to happen in that series is the Leafs get bullied around And then that's the topic of conversation where he didn't address that. Um, I I mean, I guess I'll throw it back to you guys. It seems to be probably the topic of conversation right now and something that he's going to have to hang his hat on if, in fact, they don't advance past the first round. But I think overall he has done a solid job. I think that the... Although you had to pay Marner and Matthews, I think the, the, the cap getting screwed up because of the pandemic really put a damper on what his plans yeah, yeah. were moving forward, as it did to other teams, but specifically when you're relying so much on that, that top-end talent. I don't know how often you guys discuss or how much value you put into the leadership that came over when they ended up signing Tavares, because they did sign him to a pretty heavy contract, yeah, yeah. in which, I mean, he's making $11 million bucks Is West what? Second-line center, right? Right. But but I do feel that he provides those other intangibles, and these other younger guys needed somebody to learn off of. So now the fact that they got O'Reilly in there, another guy who's been there, done that with that championship experience, I think that it will take not only pressure off JT, but those other guys maybe in those moments in the locker room in in the midst of that first series where things do get a little tense where he's like, hey. We've been here before, before boys. We can, we can figure this out and then lean on him.
2: Yeah. I, you know, one thing we have talked about with that, and I'd love to get your take on, is just the core itself hasn't been able to move past in the playoffs. And a lot of people have said it's toughness or they don't have that competitiveness. Can you bring that in around the core? The core is still going to play 20 minutes, 22 minutes a night. Yeah. Can you tape it to the outside of the core with Achari and guys like that and have it be enough to drag those main guys through? Or do you have to have that toughness with your core you know, within... I, yeah, I, I, I mean, th-
6: those guys are going to have their work cut out for them. I think they're fortunate in the sense that they're going against uh, um, a core group that is probably a little bit tired. You know, Tampa's, I mean, it's been four years in a row they've been making Long runs run, here. Say, yeah. it's, it, and that just wear and tears your body. Um, going back back to Leafs' core, yeah, every one of those guys is going to have to show up. But in those weak moments, where is where are those bottom six or or other guys going to be able to step up in key moments? I was actually talking to Shannon he he was cra- He's crazy about that Holmberg guy. You know, he came over. He won a championship. Oh, we, oh, we're guy we're big. I love yeah. him too. He, he works, and he's young, and he's got those fresh yeah. legs. And then a Chari, like who is a guy? Who is a guy that game over game, shift over shift, throughout the course of a, a series, who is going to help you wear down the, the other team? Yeah. And that's a guy where he's. A, I call him a cigarette machine. He's built like a brick house, <laughs> and he's five ten. You know, two ten, two fifteen, where he can go around, and he he can. You know, have that damage. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, going going back to the the core group overall, I I think that they're fine leading in. I don't know, I don't know what they feel pressure wise because I'm not inside their bodies. I would say in the past, maybe at some points, it seems like it has gotten to Marner, but I hope that all that's in the past and they can get the thing
1: done. Yeah, yeah. What do you say to Leaf fans when when they watch Boston go get Orlov, uh, then they go get a guy like Hathaway who's can go shoulder to shoulder with anybody on a fourth line. If that's not enough, they go get Bertuzzi. Like, but a I also discour- discouraging for Lee
6: fans. I think I think, uh, I think you're, you're you're looking at Mount Everest if you do end up facing off against them. But I think that with the confidence, if they move past the first round and that challenge, hey, it's not it's also not bad being the underdog at some points. Yeah, All yeah. expectations are going to be on Boston. Yeah. Um, they they are in a place in their franchise with that core group where they had to push the chips in the middle though. I think they have leveraged way more of the future um for for this run more so than Toronto. Um so I don't know how things are gonna play out if if they do end up meeting Boston. But let's hey let's not look past that first round. If if Boston has to play the Islanders, yes, I think Boston's an absolute juggernaut and I'm taking them. Yeah. That's a grind of a series, too. So you got to hope that they can take a, a little bit of wind out of their sails so Toronto can have at least, uh, at least some help there.
2: Yeah, best case scenario, fingers crossed, for people getting injured, not hurt. Just, you know, <laughs> just sorry, hurt, not injured, just to get through. Um, you know, one of the guys they're counting on now is they have room to bring in Matthew Nyes and say, okay, you're going to be whatever it is, top six, top nine. I don't know where you see him. What do you think that's going to be like for a kid coming out of college, joining the Leafs, Playoff run, sort of the pressure on him. Do you think – is that manageable?
6: I think sometimes being naive and being put in a situation like that is is beneficial where it's just, you know, throw him into the fire and and who knows. Uh, I think it would – Clearly, help if they had this this guy out, come out of nowhere and end up helping the team offensively. I've been hearing nothing but amazing things about this guy. Not only you know, not only the fact that he could put the puck in the back of the net and that, and make plays, but just his tenaciousness and the way he's able to yeah. strip guys and, and and you know play a two hundred foot game. And do it that way. So I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how many, how much stock I would put into a, a young guy like that coming in and making a huge impact. But an added bonus like that would, would be massive. I'm try, I was trying to like think of a, a time where a team has added a young guy like
1: that. Um,
6: come,
2: call, I guess Chris Kreider came in right out of college and was pretty effective. Not if yet. if I'm not income. mistaken,
1: John LeClaire went to the Montreal Canadiens and. And had a, okay. a, a fairly good impact. So nobody early. in in That's recent thirty memory. years, yeah.
2: I mean, it's it's just a long time since so very. Are you calling me old? Well, not you, but it's been a long time since it's happened. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, can we get maybe a little bit more of a modern example?
1: <laughs> You're like actually, but, uh, you know, Gordy Howe actually stepped <laughs> but, in when he was, a- you know, you got to give Kyle Dubas a little bit of credit I because do. he's 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 answered as at least as best as he could top six yeah bottom six uh top four defensemen arguably with mccabe and we'll see where that falls into place after 20 games but the temptation to trade nice was there and he held on to him
2: yeah yeah
6: right so that that was like the one thing going on the deadline is is th- you know if they lose first round would your guy's expectation is that they do let him go I think most people. Yeah. I think eighty percent of Leaf fans would uh, would tend to say yes. Yeah, in my sure. personal opinion, I would for give sure. him a one year extension regardless. Wow. to see to let him finish off the Matthews and Marner's contracts. Yeah. Right? Why, why not do that? So I think I, there's
2: people who would say the opposite and say it hasn't worked with them yet. Let's see someone else try. I'm with you. I think he, he's scared of what would come next. But yeah, I, don't know I, I, I
1: think that that it's too many chances to get out of the first round, and someone's got to have to pay for that. And the message is clear. When you didn't give him an extension this year, I think it makes you look like you're 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 wishy washy. You don't know you want. You didn't want to give him a contract extension, and then you lose in the first round, and then you give him a one year extension. Like I think I think they're going to stay consistent there. I think the message is really clear. Get us out of the first round. We'll talk. It's also going to
6: depend on how they compete against Tampa. If, if it's a situation like last year, last year, they did. They, they did. So they they did, did obviously you had to bring them back and give them one more kick in yes. the can. It just yeah. so happens they get yeah. to go against that same team again. <laughs> there you go. go. Going back to, we did talk about it earlier. you you're, trading Sandine in the way that I feel that Toronto creates a lot of its offense is when they do get in the offensive zone and they establish possession, yeah. they do a great job of having that five man cycle where you see Lingren
2: forwards up high. And, yeah. yeah.
6: And, and Lingren and, and Sandine are, are good at understanding when to dip and when to go. Are there is, maybe issues on the defensive side of the puck that they have but I'm, I guess I'm concerned about maybe that uh, that that chain of chemistry potentially being broken yeah. with all of a sudden you put a McCabe in there and a Luke Shen in there, where I think we can all agree that they don't have the puck skills and the mindset offensively to do what those other yeah. guys do.
2: You know, and I think this is fundamentally the like difference Dubis has had from a lot of people, where he likes the Sandine and Lilligren types, yep. and watching McCabe. You know, not make a couple, miss a couple of passes. And, you know, we, it's been early, right? So, not going to jump the gun on that, but it is like a philosophical disagreement about how to do it.
6: Have you, got, have you guys heard this one that, uh, one, and this, this, is, this could be part of the rumor, rumor boys? boys this could go. be the part so of the rumor, boys. This is the boys. more spin checklist <laughs> part of our show right I, now. It's the contract stuff with Sandine in the summer, and yeah. maybe the lack of reps that he was getting was becoming frustrating, and maybe there was a little bit of negativity coming from his side and that they wanted to part ways with that before heading into a run?
2: I think so for sure, because he wasn't going to be a happy seventh man. I think Shen, Shen played 11 games for Tampa when they won the cup. He would play with Hedman, then he'd be in the press box. Hedman, press box. Sandine yeah. wasn't going to do that happily.
1: It didn't help, first of all, but there was plenty of time to, 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 to move past that. The problem was between the contract and the other day, Lilligren passed him. That's what happened on the depth chart. And they just didn't see enough improvement on him, and he's had ample opportunity to go to the next level. He didn't, and that's why he's no longer Toronto Maple Leaf.
2: There you have it. There you go, yeah.
6: Um, Well, no, it's it's information for me, because you guys know more about the team, right? And I think that you would probably say they're comparable players. Yeah, yeah. but So so you're saying Lilligren probably a little bit better defensively yes. and just more responsible overall structurally. Yep.
2: Sandin just got kind of bullied here and there going back on pucks and stuff. So I was actually going to ask you about that. So like you guys on Spit and Chicklets would do, you know, lighter stuff, opinion stuff, whatever. And then you go to TNT and like, you know, that's a bit more, yes. I don't want to say real analysis. You got to change the switch. But so how has that been for you kind of digging in more on the –
6: it's a lot of brain deeper. power because yeah. I I'm not a polished speaker. I I talk locker oh. room talk. Yeah. But people And I vulgar. Think- <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, we're vulgar and that's just how that's how I would talk if I was hanging out yeah. with my buddies having beers and talking yes. hockey. So throwing it through a double filter sometimes gets very difficult and also having to you know on a national stage don't want to be out, out there spewing the, yeah. maybe the wrong opinion. So it was difficult but Liam and those guys are so professional. I got Ace to lean on who's been doing it for years um, on the national side. Um, talk was great. It was such a good mixture too of, of the panel where we had that coach's perspective yeah. as well.
1: There's great chemistry
6: oh, there. And then, but Hank, is, Hank, show over show, has been doing incredible. Yeah. And now he's even starting to chirp Chirp B and Chirp Ace, and he's really starting to, right. to blossom. So it's it's been a great mix. And then he gives the goalie perspective as well. And and with with his career, he's gonna is he already a hall of famer? Uh, no, he will. I mean, he will be a hall right. of famer. Yeah. And just to add that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What's it when you Cache. Hit... Cache. <laughs> there you are. What, who said that? Cache said Sammy. In the yeah. distance. yeah, and and the fact that he's been there, oh, done you that. You don't have cachet, but yeah, Hank. <laughs> Oh, jeez! <laughs> I can't say that. You guys had a button there for that? Yeah, you no. Did you save me? <laughs> no, jeez. Oh, no, All right, no. well, there's no button to sell here. a lot more little Buddha in order to pay for that one. <laughs> Third <laughs> plug.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Um, so it's a different dynamic when you get into the the role. So like Getzlaff comes here today, and he's a former player, and he hasn't done media like you have what's that like for guys trying to sort of get into it? And you don't want to make people mad when you're a former player. Cause you know, like you've got buddies that play. Yeah. Do you still feel like you have to walk the line with guys, you know, in terms of being critical of players?
6: Yeah, I think it gets easier when you're talking about younger guys that you have no connection with. Right? Like I know Dylan Larkin, and I was doing this shtick where I was joking around about you know what what they should pay him and how I was talking to Stevie Y behind the scenes and helping him through this negotiate this yeah. contract. So yeah, I mean we always try to be fair unless we're being completely silly and ridiculous. Where I think most people pick it up about what we're saying about guys, but right. we don't want to be. T- I mean, I was I was kind of giving it to Kapanen in a little bit in the last couple podcasts, basically. The one who was in Pittsburgh, yeah. he was here for a bit, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. he was. And you know, he, he'll score you two or three goals, have the best night of his life, and then all of a sudden, he's, he's on the milk. He's on the milk carton for eight games. Correct. So just you know, maybe a little critical of those guys sometimes.
1: Just one more before we let you go. Yeah. We oh. got to go to break, but it oh, just seems. It, yeah, <laughs> we are. Too. Oh,
6: nice. At least I look good today. Yeah, you look fantastic. <laughs> I got the spray tan.
1: Uh, just. The a little bit added pressure of just not being a hockey broadcaster anymore. Um, you watch what the things that you guys have done over the years. Uh, it's more you got to you got to act. You got to sing now. You and Hank did yeah. this act. TSN. I'm watching James Duthie, and he's. Yeah, they put some like it's just not it's just not hockey anymore. You guys got to be entertainers. You gotta are you are you doing all of this yourself or is that again your buddy coming back to you and saying let's get creative here? But well, I mean, it's a collective effort. The
6: the TNT staff they being an American broadcast yeah. they like to try to attract spice as many it up. V- yeah you gotta spice it up to attract as many viewers as possible. And sometimes during the doldrums of the season, you need something to be able to laugh at while yeah. watching a broadcast. And some yeah.
1: things work and
6: some things just absolutely bond. like it's only so many times I could say, "Oh yeah, great top six guy, great bottom six guy, great top six guy, great, <laughs> six guy, great ball goaltending, backup goaltending." Yeah. Oh, he's good on the forecheck and he's built like a c- cigarette machine. So, <laughs> um, it uh, yeah, it's it's been fun and it's also in my personality
1: too. Like I don't mind messing around. There you and, go.
6: I think that, yeah, I think it's fun. I think hockey's headed well, in you, an incredible guys, direction.
1: TNT, you guys have done a great job. Man. Yeah, thank you. That's yeah, yeah. fun to when, watch. When we can watch you, um, it's must-see TV. Well, you,
6: you guys too, man. I mean, this this whole Sportsnet staff is incredible,
1: and uh, we it's okay. appreciate you, you guys. You got paid already. You don't have to say that. <laughs> no, I, I was telling people down there, it's
6: it's like uh, it's like TNT. There's uh, two helpers for every actually talent <laughs> member here, so it's yeah. great. You so want to water, a it's in for your hand sure, in two yeah. seconds. All right, thanks for doing this, Biz. Boys, thank you so much.
1: Thanks. He is Paul Bizonette, former NHLer and the star of Spittin' Chicklets podcast. Wits the star. star. All right, we're going to come back with Doug McClain. Plenty more on Real Kipper and Born.
2: Get smarter when you listen to Hockey Talk, the Hockey PDO cast with Dmitry Filipovich. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Segue from Biz Nasty to Biz McLean, but we're gonna try
2: different energies, but both valuable and wonderful.
1: <laughs> hey, from spitting jiglets to spitting mad. Let's bring in Doug McLean.
5: Hey, how are you? The only time to- the only time I use an f bomb is I go Four. <laughs> <the rock> <laughs> the only time I use that. Anyway.
1: Hey, um boy, oh boy, you just must hey, sit uh, in your no. two million dollar condo in eighty degree weather, really missing. I just
5: I had a terrible challenge yesterday on the golf course because I'm playing in my first ever golf tournament on Monday at Broken Sound Golf Course in Boca and I've never played golf in my life without using preferred lies. <laughs> And I, they told me in this tournament, I can't use preferred lies. So I went yesterday to Delray Dunes and played with my buddy. And I said, remind me, I can't move and tee up the ball. I've got to play it where it lies. Hold so on, and tee I'm up? Are really ner- you
2: usually teeing up a ball?
5: Well, I, well, usually I just puff it up a little bit. No you know? puffing up allowed. I know. So I won't be puffing anymore. And I got this damn tournament and I'm nervous about it. But anyway, i will be ready. I'll okay. be ready.
1: Now listen, it must be tough today sitting in your two million dollar condo, uh, in the eighty degree weather, just dreaming about being on a trade deadline show, especially on a day like today with so much action.
5: Yeah, I, I really I really miss it. You know, hey, it was hey, it was one of the greatest days. Of the uh, you know, and I was a lot like a lot of teams. I was I would go into trade deadline day trying to dump people and dump salaries and
1: very sensitive you know, that, of you.
5: <laughs> yeah, so you know, I mean, that's what I watched mostly happen here in the last week is just the dumping of. I mean, this Arizona thing has got me so, and a little bit of Columbus. It's got me so wound up. I just I don't get Mac. This. I, I don't know don't
1: the exact this. number, but out of Arizona Coyotes payroll, they must have thirty million dollars of dead money.
5: Thirty-one I mean, million. It's, it's of humiliating.
1: Dead money.
5: And and I look now, they got th- you know they got Keller, they got Schmutz, they got the goaltender, the young goaltender Monk. They they've got three A players on their team. 3A players, I mean, what is going? how long is this going to go on for? I mean, it's hard on the head. Do you think the league wants Bedard there or no? Oh, they are not putting Bedard in a 4,600-seat arena. Are you kidding me? Now, would they love to see him in Chicago? Yes. Would they like to see him in Montreal? Yes. Uh, But, you know, this is going to be one of the greatest the greatest pinball uh, drafts of all time. I mean, and this is going to be unbelievable to watch because as Scotty Bowman said, you know, somebody said, well, Columbus have a 25% chance of getting them. And Scotty said, they also have a 75% chance of not getting them. <laughs> well, nothing gets by him, eh? Oh, nothing gets by Scotty. So, you know what? It's going to be, it's going to be one of the, like if Columbus with where they are and Arizona, where they are, if they, you know, Anaheim, what they've done to that group. I mean, I've watched the guys they've gotten rid of and I'm thinking like, guys, it's hard to find players. It's hard to find good players. So now, I mean, they, if they don't get better a couple of the, you know, whoever gets them is going to be thrilled, but, like what happens if you don't get them anyway, I I'm just, I'm blown away watching this, you know, 25% goes to Minnesota for a fourth round pick. And, you know, I'm telling you guys, if you don't, history has shown this. And I've told you this before. If you don't have 10 of your own draft picks on your team, you don't win a Stanley cup. And that's going back to 1995, 10 draft picks. And they're giving draft picks away. Like it's, Candy, it's unbelievable watching it. It really is. And I know I've read this thing, well, only 2% play after pick 24. But you go back and look, since 1995, especially every multiple Stanley Cup winner have had at least 10 draft picks on their team. Wow. And they just, it, it, it's unbelievable yeah. when I watch it.
2: Well, It is. Sorry, Kip, were you going to say something? Yeah, you you want to follow that up? I was just going to follow up on what the Leafs have done. Like, well, I
5: want to yell four so bad right now, <laughs> but I can't.
2: Okay,
1: I want to pick up with uh, what JB just said. Uh, in, in saying that, Mac, uh, over the past week, two weeks, uh, who's the biggest winner that stands out for you? Because we did see teams commit to uh, significant uh, dollars or draft picks to the likes of Boston, Toronto, Islanders with Horvat, I uh, Chickren yeah. in Ottawa now. Who Who's the biggest winner this uh, this past uh, couple of weeks?
5: Well, look, I, I look at Jersey with Timo Meyer. To me, he's the best pickup, uh, you know, a, a playoff-style guy, a heavy player. New Jersey are going to go against the New York Rangers in the first round. One of those two teams are going to be out of the playoffs 10 days into the playoffs. Like, seriously, how bad is that? One of Toronto or Tampa are going to be out. Ten days into the past that to me it makes my stomach curl when I when I think of that. We're losing those good those good teams. So I love what they did. I love the Bertuzzi pickup. To me, was a real good pickup by Boston. It Shows how serious they are. They get Pasternak signed, which takes that off their plate from a, you know, a, an issue. Uh, Toronto have tried to improve their team, but I mean, I look at Toronto and they pick up McCabe, and they pick up Shin. And they pick up Gustafson. And I'm thinking, okay, are those not three very, very average defensemen who do not move the puck well out of their own end? And Toronto need a, need puck movers to get it to their great forwards. And I look at those guys, and like, yeah, they're NHL regulars. That's what they are. No, no They're not a, a, a four-plus or a five. They're a four. They're an NHL regular at best. A cherry. I love a cherry. But he's going to go against Belmar in the first round. That's who he's going to be matched up against, who's a beast right now. So, you know what? I I love what the big teams did. I I do. The Rangers bring in Kane and Tarasenko. I would have brought in one of the two, but not both of them. That makes me a little nervous about their chemistry and their whole situation. The Leafs, I'm a little worried about their chemistry and culture. But I know what Kyle tried to do. He's 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 got he, he tried to improve his team. So here's the bottom line for me, guys. In this, and I know how you love to talk Toronto because you're a Toronto-centric show. So I know we have to talk the Leafs. But here's the one thing the Leafs have going for them right now, going into the playoffs. Vasilevsky is really struggling. If this guy doesn't find his game the Leafs have a real good chance to beat them in the first round. And, and Vasilevsky has not been very good. You guys have seen him the same as I've seen him. Pucks are not hitting this guy. Like a great goaltender makes six big saves a game and 20 pucks hit him in a game. Vasilevsky was the best goal in our league at pucks hitting him. They're not hitting him now. They're squeaking through him. So I'd be worried about Vasilevsky. He's got a – and I love this guy. And I, you know how good he's been. But he's got to find his game, guys, real fast. Yeah. And, you know, if he doesn't, the Leafs have a chance. Now, there's a good chance he will find his game. But I'm telling you, I I don't like what I'm seeing right now, guys.
1: I think Puck's going through him with 20 games to go is the perfect, uh, unfortunately, the perfect time for him. I I mean, I I would not bet against him. That's the only problem, Mac. I
5: know. I wouldn't either. But I tell you what, when I watched uh, Vegas put four by him in the first period the other night. Now, hey, I know. I here's what I said he was in Vegas for two days before that game so I think okay that's got to have something to do with it he was busy you know doing something and you know so maybe that had something to do but when I watched him put four by him I made oh my god this guy's got to find his game so anyway we'll see uh you know they added a little more heaviness to their game campus you know with the Nashville pickup so I mean I I you know it's going to be fun to watch, guys. It's going to be fun to watch, but we're going to lose good teams early, and I don't like it. So the
2: Leafs were aggressive, and a lot of people had concerns about concerns about doing too much. But at the same time, they sat on that first round pick from Boston. You know, we on this show haven't loved the goal, or trusted the goaltending situation not to stop pucks no. but to be healthy. Do you think they should I have don't. flipped that and done another thing? Are you okay with the goaltending?
5: So. You know, you look at Chikrin, and we've talked Chikrin forever. I'm looking at the the three defensemen, There's whatever they brought in, and I'm thinking, okay, could they have not taken those assets and brought in Chikrin? Because he's a real defenseman. He moves the puck out of his own end effectively. He's got a bullet of a shot. He's a big, strong guy, and he's young. He's a future guy for a franchise, and they – they don't. They don't get him. I, I, that disappointed me that they didn't make a move. To, and I know the money is a problem, but why can everybody else put twenty five percent here and fifty percent there and seventy five percent here and you know and make that happen? Anyway, that's disappointing. Goaltending is still a major issue for me with the Leafs, and I know sonoff has been good, and you know I, I'm still nervous about that, and I I'm a little nervous, a little disappointed they didn't try to shore up that position a little more. I agree with you.
1: Mac, I want to get into a little bit just about uh, maybe the philosophy of the Leafs, this trade deadline or going into this week. And, you know, if you asked me if this roster today would be something Kyle Dubas, a team of Kyle Dubas would look like today when I, when you knew him early in his run here as a general manager, I would have said, you're nuts. Um, what, skill meant to him, analytics meant to him, and then we see a little bit of an about-face here uh, with some grit and uh, and determination and a uh, little bit more sandpaper here. Is that just a natural progression of, of a young general manager coming into his own? Is there humility there? Is it all of a sudden, hey, maybe I'm not the smartest guy in the room anymore here and that's okay? You know
5: what, I... I look. How many times have we talked about on this show the formation of their third and fourth line? How many times have we talked about it? And I thought, okay, we get uh, Ryan O'Reilly. That gives them a solid third line. And now they've got him playing on the second line with Tavares, which might be the slowest line in the NHL. That might be the slowest line in the NHL. So I'm thinking, okay, yeah, but he did, you know what, you know what it's called, Nick? It's losing six years in a row in the first round with a real talented group and you're worried about your job and you've got to do whatever you can to make your team tougher to play against. And yet, philosophies change. Yeah, you just maybe push the analytics aside for a week or two and say, okay, I know I believe in it. I love it. I absolutely love it. But I'm going to just push it aside for, for a while here and just see if we can get a little bit bigger and stronger. And a little more gritty and grittier. And they, they, I, you know, I've got to give them credit, but I just, I just wish they would have went a little more high end than they did. That's all. And I look, I like McCabe, I like Shan, but I'm sorry, I think they're just average. All of them, I really do. And average, I guess, helps. A certain type of player helps, but I thought they could have did better. The uh, other,
2: other team here in Ontario also added, added a D-man, Jacob Chikrin. That's kind of a big deal there. What are you th- your thoughts on Ottawa going big and trying to make a playoff push? And, and did Arizona get what they well, wanted?
5: No, they didn't. No, because they couldn't get, they couldn't get their GM to make a decision. They, this went on for 10 days where oh, teams thought they were going to get this guy and all of a sudden it fell through. I mean, come on. Everybody knows that. He sat, he sat him out, what was it, seven games? So they' couldn't make a, they couldn't make a decision, and people finally the the, the price dropped, and Ottawa locked out. Now, what about this guys? Is Shabbat now their number three left shot defenseman on their team maybe I mean, yeah you've got you, you've got Chicoran and you've got Sanderson where does Shabbat so I was thinking today, I think they've got to pull a red Kelly here, Ottawa. They've got to pull a red Kelly. And what happened with red Kelly? <laughs> Come tell on me. Come on. <laughs> they You're, moved we're they black. Moved You're going to back forward.
1: to black and white TV for us here. Come on.
5: They, they, they moved red Kelly to forward and they won like umpteen Stanley cups. Ottawa, all they have to do is move Shabbat up where he should play. Put oh, them, put him up my up. God. Why do we remember that? that? Uh, my bad, Doug. <laughs> that's where he wants. That's where Shabbat wants to play. Put him up front, make him a forward. He he might be their best. Well, he'd be their Well, this is a joke. I mean, what about Chuchuk? What about what he did against Detroit? Okay, he boys, shut Detroit's season down. That's what you he did. You want to believe it? And how? And I'm. I kept all. I kept thinking today at the, sitting at the pool, Coke and the Emmy, And I've been in the same boat because I've been ripped for picks But Coke and Miami over this guy. Oh my God! Imagine Montreal had this guy. This guy wants to win. This guy is a horse. This guy is a winner, and Ottawa are so lucky to have him. And I, I, you know, so yeah, he shut them down. And he, you, you, did you ever see anybody so determined for a young kid going into a two game series the way that kid played? It was impressive, guys. So, so the Red Kelly syndrome, you guys couldn't catch on to that. I'm shocked by that. But anyway, but is Shabbat not their third left shot guy now? Seriously, with the way he's played this year. So maybe, maybe this will be good. For the only I, don't thing know. Is they, I like their team right now.
1: Chickren staying healthy because he is, he, he, he is. A horse, Mac. You're right, and he can play twenty-two, twenty-four minutes all day long. This guy,
5: that's right. And he, as long as he's, you're right. The healthy is the health is always a, a concern. But this guy, he wants to be in Ottawa. Family history in Ottawa. I mean, it, it, Dorian. I mean, and I, I love to give Pierre the odd little shot, but I, it was, it was a good effort. It was a good move. A good move by the Sens. And right now, would you want to play the Sens in the first, first round? And I'll tell you another guy. Stutzel, I mean, who was it a couple of years ago ripped Stutzel, Marchand for laying on the ice? Do you ever see him laying on the ice now when he's got to Chuck with him on the wing? I mean, does he ever lay on the ice? No, all he's... he does is make all he does is make plays. This guy's a hell of a player. And, I, and I who went ahead? I got to imagine this break. Talk about the draft. L.A. take by fields. Stutzel goes to Ottawa. Big difference. Oh, anyway. big
1: difference. And I got to give you your, your, your hockey. I, uh, some credit here, Derek Broussard, uh, 1000 games and the cojones to, to send a message to his general manager, get us some help. We deserve it. And that, and hey, poof, Chikrin.
5: Yeah. I, you know what? Everybody, when they talk about my drive, all I ever want to talk to Jared and Brule and Kopitar, they never mentioned Broussard. He kid, I'm so proud of him. He is such a quality kid. He's such a good kid. He's a thoughtful kid, and he, his teammates love him. It was, that's a good move, bringing him back home this year to Ottawa. And, look, uh, I, I'm just proud of him. I'm just thrilled. A thousand games played, and he's played hard most nights, and he's a team-first guy. So I was thrilled to see that. Good on good on Derek Broussard.
2: Doug, there was got okay. Doug, there's questions today about the Vancouver Canucks. Um, having options to trade JT Miller but not wanting picks. They want to they want players. Having the option to trade Brock Besser but not wanting picks. You know, could trade Garland but they want a player back. They trade for Horonic from Detroit, you know, you it, w- with first. draft picks. What are your thoughts on what the Canucks are doing?
5: Did you hear the silence?
2: <laughs>
5: yes did I did, did I just answer your question I think so yes I don't I don't get it I don't get it I mean they sign Miller and lose Horvat, and and then yeah. they then the, his name's out there I mean Besser the kid that can score I don't know Brock very well you know I know him just a little bit as a player but he's still a pretty good player but I, I you know when you see the and I'm right with you you know, how do you do that trade with Detroit and then not try to get picks? They've got to rebuild. They know that, don't they? They've got to rebuild. And this number one thing to rebuild is with draft picks. Give Pierre Dorian credit, guys. He brought in a ton of draft picks. Now what's he able to do because of all the extra picks he's had?
1: Turns him into chicken and the that,
5: That's right. I mean, you know what? So it's a combination of acquiring picks, using picks to build your franchise for your top players, and also dealing them at the right time to bring in extra additional pieces. It goes back a hundred years. It goes back to Sam Pollock, how you build a team. I'm sorry, it hasn't changed that much, except for the salary cap. Anyway,
1: all right. You were really good today. I mean, for a guy that had to follow up uh, Paul Bizonette, Biz Nasty, man, you brought your A game today.
5: I was disappointed I wasn't following up Gretzky because that's the guy I listened to on that panel. But Not anyway. Biz? So. Well, I like biz, You're not
1: into, but, like, you, know, you know, Biz stories and, you know. Groupies oh, I all like that?
5: Biz. I, I like biz. And, uh, you know, I like, the, I like what he said to David Poyle, how he got those guys hammered when he was in the playoff series with them. That really went over well with David. But anyway, oh, David's retired. Oh, yeah, he's uh, he said it, he was the guy that sent over a bottle of wine for uh, for Kostitson and who was the uh, Radulov, wasn't it?
4: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't
1: tell you that one? <laughs> well, he's off the booze if that helps now.
5: <laughs> anyway, for... <laughs> All right, Matt. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, As back. always,
1: Off the Rails would not be the same without you, man. In fact, I think I named it uh, after you.
5: Somebody, somebody told me it might be the best 20 minutes of radio in North America. Somebody <laughs> said that. Just Who ask you. Who said that? Who said that? <laughs> My biggest fan, Steve Vallecat. This, ra- this guy knows radio. This guy knows radio. Valley's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> See you later, guys. All right,
1: Doug McLean, former president, GM, hey, head coach and headliner of the Real Kipper and Bourne Show on Fridays. hmm mm-hmm.
2: right. Do I talk about the Leafs lineup? Yes, I do. So game one of the playoffs. Here's what I'm seeing on Twitter. What do you think? Bunting Matthews Marner, Yarncroc Tavares Nylander, Nice O'Reilly Lafferty, oh. Camp Achari Kerfoot. <laughs> Sammy didn't like that. McCabe Brody. You're Daniel I'm just spitballing here. Riley yeah. Shen. I'm not. I'm not
1: focused as much on the lines as I am just in terms of who's leading the charge yeah. right now. And Ryan O'Reilly to me is the glue right now. I, I know Marner is the machine and the engine that drives it. Mm-hmm. I get all of that with his skill, his genius IQ. But for for playoff hockey, for settling that room down, Ryan O'Reilly is the key for me. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, just focus on the minutes for a second. Forget about the lines. And if he's on the second or third line, just focus on the minutes. Yeah. And the depth of your forwards go, of course, Marner, Matthews. Then it's going to be Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. Willie Nylander, and probably Tavares fifth. Yeah. Like look at last night. Playoff type of style, tight checking. What what were the boys last night? Twenty one, twenty two minutes, your your top two guys, Marner and Matthews, twenty two minutes, and then Ryan O'Reilly right behind him. Uh, Tavares probably played five minutes less yeah. than the big boys.
2: Which is interesting too, because they only had eleven forwards, so you're a lot of juggling as yeah. you go and but yeah.
1: That that's that's how it's going to play out yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, he was fifteen like fifty five last night. O'Reilly was nineteen thirty. Yeah, O'Reilly's I mean, yeah it's like Ryan O'Reilly's playing three four minutes more than Tavares. That tells you everything you need to know on 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 the importance of where Sheldon Keefe will have Ryan O'Reilly. You
2: know, what's fascinating. There too is. Uh, Ry- You know, Tavares played three and a half minutes of PP time, almost. O'Reilly played thirty seconds of power play and a minute of.
1: Don't like their power play either.
2: No, Um, it stinks. They went, you know, stagnant. Give up the shorthanded goal.
1: What did they they had two chances? I know it's just two chances, but that's playoff hockey. You get two chances. Yeah, I agree. Let's go to break. Okay, Okay, quick break, and then our uh, pizza delivery guy, Colby Armstrong's here. Uh, Watched him for nine hours delivering pizzas to the panel. He was awesome. I'm hoping he's got a big za for us as well. Colby oh yeah. Armstrong after the break. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, real Kipper and Bourne.
4: Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Mary Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: What a two hours today. We go from biz nasty to... Is miserable and Doug McClain, and now we got a little bit of in between with the arm dog Colby Armstrong in studio. Just did twelve hours of the Jerry Lewis telethon on Sportsnet <laughs> Net called Trade Deadline Day. Uh, hey, not much
0: action, but you were there entertaining. Doing yep. your thing. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, I uh, was doing it all, guys. I was doing it all. <laughs> what do you need? What do you want? What do you need? Uh, Serving pizzas. pizzas. I was showing everyone where it is. I'm like, hey, Ryan Getzlaff's supposed to be working here. I haven't seen him once today on TV, but he's hanging out in the background. <laughs> so he's around. somebody yeah. said, he, <laughs> did he pull into the
1: studio today in the Lamborghini <laughs> yeah, or something? No, today? no,
0: I don't think so. Did he? I don't know. That's He's got snow tires yeah, on it. I don't know. That's crazy. I don't think that happened. But it was. It's kind of cool. I've never. He's from Regina, Saskatchewan. Yeah. so... Uh, played junior one year against him when he was in calgary i was in red deer but uh obviously the career he's had uh it's pretty cool i never he played out west the whole time i played out east the whole time but even being from like kind of the same area i never really hung out with him or met him yeah you know other than in passing but it it, like great guy to work with yeah hockey guy and probably finds this fairly easy just because he's like you know it's a charming guy, guy. Yeah. He knows what he's talking about yeah
1: yep. so over the years we've had a, a couple of cracks me and you at trade deadline days yeah. Uh, yeah worst one by far in in 20 years 22 years in terms of big names still available not yeah. that we should be surprised on a date like today where there's a little bit of cleaning up on maybe rosters caps yeah but fourth line's fourth line players have moved uh, half a dozen of them i don't even know what the number is but the the major pieces moved prior to, d- to yeah. today didn't didn't really leave much on the bone today and we shouldn't have been too surprised I, yeah
0: no yeah and like you're picking carcass the carcass right now right at the right. end today i was like oh what's left like it's like that vulture you know <laughs> <laughs> there's like nothing It's just like pecking a bone <laughs> <laughs> Curtis Lazar. Right. no
2: disrespect
1: to Curtis could you yeah. put that on the
0: top of the pizza yeah. today <laughs> carcass scraps <laughs> enjoy no, it was uh, it was kind of expected because everything was just, you know, hammering off, like, for the last two weeks. So, yeah. you know, what's left. But you can look at it a couple ways, right? Which teams are going for it and got their guys and identified what they want and got their guys, you know, and – even Tampa, for example, like the Tanner you know they wanted them. Right. They didn't care a first, a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth. Cal Foot, who cares? Go, we got our guy. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to the Leafs identifying, you know, certain things that they wanted as well. Boston going and getting a good D-man and some good depth and then injuries and then they go get uh, Bertuzzi. So it's uh, – and then you can look at it a different way, right? Like Nashville, like what Nashville has done also in Poyle as he's heading out the door, he just – you know make Set some
2: berry trots oh yeah
0: he? I mean he gets rid of some guys gets rid of some contracts get gets rid of um, and makes some room and 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 kind of you know was on the other side of it of, of the one team that looked like they really they really did it and there were some teams who were expecting to do that too like yeah i think philly you know in the last philly few days did nothing yeah like they, they like what did they do they got like you know they got like isaac radcliffe for future considerations <laughs> <laughs> like, is
2: that true is that a real name yeah or, yeah okay. he was
0: well, the first round pick for a number oh, of years wow. ago what, what is sid crosby thinking today i don't know Pittsburgh. i haven't talked to him about it but so they like, got granlin was, Benino Grandlin, and Kulikov. Did, yeah yeah is that enough Did
1: like the pressure on Ron Hextall and what they were printing about him and yeah. uh,
0: all of that. Well, I think there, yeah, there's pressure there. I don't know what the plan was going into it, of course. I don't know. But, you know, Ron wants to keep his first-round picks, and forever it's been in there, right? He, he drafted in the first round last year, uh, took a D-man from Swift Current, uh, but it's like he, I think he just really wants to keep his first-round picks, and, you know, he's left in a situation where he did re Latang and malkin right. when maybe everyone was thinking that may not happen which is why you have yeah. the jeff carter contract just in case possibly and it's a 35 plus contract right so it's like what can you do with it's the, the cap it's, regardless it's done. is it next year too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then Cap trying to have his cake and eat it too yeah so it's I, I think he was i think saving a kind of space just in case things didn't work out and then had contracts and then now the third line was just brutal, like no production, zero mm-hmm. identity. Didn't know what it was, and he's really—I guess you could say—like that's what he's gone and identified and yeah. and and completely flipped around, right? With Benino, Granlund, and um, you know, you got some you got some guys now that can play in that role. I think that they feel a little bit more that they're—it makes them stronger, right? Yeah.
2: Is there any feel though, like that if they sneak into the playoffs, like they're going to be they? You know, these they have elite players. Could those yeah. guys hang with Boston or whoever it is uh, on the I other side? It's pretty Carolina? tough, right? Yeah. For
0: sure. Just looking at it. Maybe but you don't yeah.
2: overcommit because you, of that.
0: Yeah, you never know. And you know what? Jari was out for an extended period of time, and that's, you know, they were bad. They went through a good chunk of time before he got hurt where they were one of the best teams in the league. So that could po- possibly have put Hexie's brain in a pretzel in Pittsburgh going, yeah. geez, you know, if we were healthy and oh, man, it wasn't this bad, and, you know, what's going on? Because our power play was brutal, and then all of a sudden it was the best in the league for a month. Uh, our penalty kill was brutal. All of a sudden it was one of the best in the league for a month. Like, what are we? Right. And I think, you know, in the last week or so, they found out what they were, and he's going, okay, you know, what, well, we have to fix this. We have to fix There's There was tons of pressure in Pittsburgh, fan base, um, you know, on, yeah. on Hexie. There's a lot of articles, you know, putting pressure on him to get something done, so... I think with where they were, like you look at look at their cap. I mean, uh, it's 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 kind of crazy that he actually made this many moves with what he had, and you know, someone claimed capping in, in St. Louis. Like, that helped, yeah, that helped a lot. Yeah. And then and, and then obviously being able to get rid of you know McGinn, even though they sent him to the minors, you're still stuck with that money on the cap hit a certain amount, and uh, you know they cleared a little bit of room to get some guys to kind of revamp that, which is. I think hard to do in the last, what, four days? Right. Like five days maybe, maybe yeah. longer. I don't know how long they've been looking at it, but I think they wanted to give it time in Pittsburgh to breathe, get Jari back, be healthy, get Letang, get Ruda, get the decor back. back. Right. Like, what are you for real? And I think that th- the main thing was a third line. There was just a massive, a massive hole there. Yeah.
1: Surprised at the moves that the Leafs made in terms yeah. of going uh, and addressing top six, bottom six, D. Oh. Versatility uh heavy
2: the
0: look yeah the look the the (laughs) feel i think all character guys too that can come into a room like you know like ryan o'reilly's the guy right i just said that he's the zen master he's the man like he's the man everyone wants to hang out with him every he's 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 ready to work you know he does it in a good way um he's still a little bit old school too like you know i I like that no visor guy you know
2: i was actually thinking how is he the last guy
0: I, I think might, he is. He might be one of the last. So there, he must have come in a, as a rookie. There's a few guys yeah. that still
3: don't have it. Is like there? Okay. Jordy, Ben, and Jamie Ben don't have visors. Yeah, oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Jamie Ben. There's a couple other ones I'm trying to think of. Jordy Ben's still the Leafs' 43rd defenseman. Is he still in the system? What year are we talking? Yeah. yeah. That they
0: even had that option? Yeah, when was that?
2: Five? I don't know. It feels like a long time ago. When did it come in?
0: Thir- yeah. 11? No. 12. Yeah. After yeah. the last lockout, right? Whatever year that was. Yeah. But... Um, I like I like what they did. My only concern is, and I've said this before, is, is style of play. Leaf style of play.
1: Well, we saw a little bit last night against Calgary. Albeit, there's no game breaker like McDavid or Drysidle in yeah. Calgary's lineup right now, but they shut it down and. There was a level of playoff style of play I think I saw last night, albeit yeah, small that, sample Kemper,
0: I've been on with you forever, and this is through the years. Obviously, last few years yeah. has been different, but, like, it's kind of been the same. We've been like, oh, yes. my God, what are they, like, what are they doing? Like, get the puck in, live to fight another yes. day, like, <laughs> figure it out. It's like, hang on to the puck, like Engvall. You and I have talked about him, <laughs> like, constantly <laughs> turning it back yeah. and just, like, you know, and they play this ticky-tacky 10-foot game all over the ice where it's like, you know, you get into a hard series. You're north south. You got to bully your way a little bit, or yeah. hang on, or fight. Like, is that going to be able to get done? And 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 then saying that too, I think they got guys that can do that. Mm-hmm. But like, can can they like adjust to you know that kind of brand a yeah, little yeah. bit? That that's my stylistic question with the team because I think the guys they got, like I I this is the I feel the best about like what Dubas did this year right. with the people, the personnel, the fit. The style, like the the character yeah. of those guys, and how important they are, like individually in, in in certain situational stuff too. Like Achari, like he's 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 a pest out there. I, I've seen him. I, I was between the benches in Pittsburgh. He was going after Sid, barking back and forth. He's got no teeth. Like he's 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 around it. You know, he's a guy that can do hard things for you. That they maybe, brought in
2: players without teeth. That's yeah, good. yeah, that's, that's a plus. What, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. And
0: at least they got twenty games to to work on it.
1: The, yeah. the style of play, yeah.
2: Sort that out as they go um, a little bit. So they're going to draw Tampa Bay in the first round. If everything goes beautifully, Boston will matter. Do you see any weaknesses? Is there any way through like Tampa Bay? I, you know, I look at their decor and I'm not sure if Bogosian and You know, they got, is there anywhere that you see that this is going to be a weak spot in any of those teams? I
0: don't know. Like, the only thing I look at where it's like, oh, boy, is is Vasilevsky can just, like, steal you. Right. He can steal it. like And and the Leafs don't have that on the other side. like, No. You know? Like, it's not close. (laughs) Were you surprised that... uh, They didn't identify that? At least... A little bit, right? A little bit. I was. Especially knowing that Matt Murray is unreliable. Yeah, and I think... You know, I was watching the game the other day. I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong. Like, four minutes left, the Euler game... McDavid come down the wall like sniped one fired, missed short side uh and, and and look seemed to be the the goalie seemed to have like like get up a little slow. I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> well,
2: that's Joel that is like, team. Yeah, you
0: know, yeah. 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 So it's 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 a, it's an area. Did you see that yeah, part, of, you know? I saw it and I was like, "Ooh, oh, is that something we'll see?" And then he finished a game and like <sighs> nothing, but um yeah, it's it's a it's an area that's you know, it's just like oh well.
2: It's gonna be really frustrating we if enough? they have a good team and we have to watch a couple of muffins. Yeah, here the and there. Here. You yeah. never
0: know, right? You never know. But Vassy just like such an X factor difference maker comparatively yeah. to like anyone. Any
2: Valakat came on our show and said that Kemper was the statistically the worst goalie in playoffs last year. You know, yeah. like, is it <laughs> yeah. possible to win with that? You know, yeah. I don't I mean, know. You are McCarr you good enough to overcome? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I like the trades. I like what Dubis did, and you know he, the pressure's on, man, and everyone's going. Well, no, it's the pressure on the player. Like it's always on the players. Yeah. You got to perform. You got to get it done. Like the, of course, uh, but to put their put their team in a in a valuable position, um, as far as lineup is concerned. Like I'm pumped Luke Shens back here, just because like I wanted him to come to Pittsburgh personally, just because he he has that, you yeah. know old school style shot block human eraser style. <laughs> like he's a beauty he you told know?
2: out 10 unnecessary cross yeah. checks yeah. And last you know night that made sam happy oh yeah i did yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah i love that too but you remember in tampa bay i think they were in the bubble they played the islanders in like the second round luke didn't play the first round he came in for the islander series strictly and he what did he do he went out there every time sezikis martin clutterbuck Ron, on came out and what happened? Martin ran someone. Shanner came over and yeah. just like boom! I think he fought him three times in the in that series. Really? Yeah, like it's just like lefty bombs. Yeah. Like Martin's a tough guy, but it's like neutralized. You know, right. it's done. Don't mess around. Is that Maroon? Is that Perry? Know. Is that? janelle oh Tanner, boy Is he, <laughs> least, does it matter i'm scared and of tatter
2: janelle you know, the ox from Oxbow, his... saskatchewan like yeah, come on does it matter that he played like those are all his buddies he won cups with tampa bay yeah yeah Is yeah it different I when know. you say
1: no credit cards
0: yeah you
2: don't
1: yeah. think so so i think Shen- your
0: mother brad may think, yeah okay yeah, i think shenner's here on a mission like i think he wants to come in and, and win with this team you know because he's drafted here and you know i played oh, with yeah. him here and he grew up a block from my house growing up, too. So I'm older than him by a mile. But, yeah, <laughs> you know, so you, his career was, like, over. He was in the minors. And, like, what's going to happen? And he's kind yeah. of, you know, he's he's got it done. Like, he's served a massive purpose and a role and, you know, in the depths of winning teams. And that's valuable. Yeah. Do you see any anyone, the Leafs,
1: anyone else stopping the Boston Bruins? Oh, so. are, are, th- are they their own enemy in terms of they're, gonna, they're only going to beat themselves yeah. from here on in either through injuries or um, just lack of confidence or, or just shutting down at the worst possible time? Like what's going to – stop stopping know. the like, Boston Bruins? I don't Bruins? know. I can't
0: think of one thing that would. It's like they're on the biggest mission ever. Like their core guys are just dialed their depth production dialed or love Bobby Orlov. I liked, call. I liked him in Washington. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he's, he was kind of a loose did, did cannon I just not a little notice bit notice him in as much. Yeah. John Carlson. And like, he's kind of a loose cannon with his play a little bit. I think he's, um, you know, grown to be better about that with his play, like mm-hmm. just more, um, dependable. Cause he's, 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 he's a skilled guy kind of, you know, he can Apparently. get going. Yeah, yeah. He can make things happen. And, um, Yeah, I think you know the guys they added to like Hathaway, you know, like they've they've identified things they need, and then all of a sudden, oh, you got some guys banged up. Oh, ho hum. Here's Bertuzzi. Yeah, no big deal. Which a guy that I really like. If there's a guy you look like, oh, the Bruins need a guy. They got him. I'm like, oh yeah, he's got like long hair, no teeth. Like play (laughs) on the line with Marchand. Makes perfect sense. Oh yeah, seriously. They're like they're like mini me's. Oh, awful. I I wonder if part
1: of the conversation to bring Patrice Bergeron back was. Let me tell you what we're going to do at the trade deadline. Yeah. Let me tell you how we're going to do this because. Yeah. I think it was on I, them though, it's right? It's so beyond anything I ever
0: expected out of the Boston Bruins. When we were talking I about
2: had them miss playoffs this year. I thought they
0: were old. Yeah. Krejci's gone. He comes back like, okay, he's older though, right? Yeah. I could yeah. see that. Like what kind of stuff? And then they, like they came in just uh, like they were on a mission. I know. Like what's going on in there right now? Like, who are they playing for? Everything's going. Is it, right. is it for Bergeron? Is this like a hit? Like is this? It's the like the last run, and and the this Bursey is tour? everything's on it yeah. for them, and they love him that much that he's like corralled these guys because it is uh it, it's something else to, to to watch what they're doing. And I'll say anyone can stop him. I'm not going to. Okay, the East, whatever. Like I, Colorado for me, I watch them like McCarr on landis cog hurt like doesn't matter like you see the pace they play with you how fast they are yeah like it's funny when you win and you f- realize how good you are too how like different you play like yeah. there's like a new i identified level that you can get to and they're like they're they're on fire yeah if they get I'm, I'm, healthy for playoffs yeah. it's yeah it's scary it's right? beginning of the week too we called lars eller to
1: colorado and did you yeah, yeah and wow he is uh
2: we're really good at what we do yeah we're
1: really
0: good (laughs) he is like
1: sneaky tough
0: too yeah well i played with him in montreal he's my centerman for a bit just like good 200 foot guy heavy too heavy yeah like he got swagger like he's quiet but he's got swagger like he knows his job big like he's like a new age kind of power forward he's really strong can can blow through gaps like guys on him he loves to shoot too so he's 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 got that confidence that he can score with a shot from distance, or but he's not afraid to get inside and do hard things and and you know play winning hockey. It, it's like funny, a great teammate
2: because like that division just looks like oh it's going to be Dallas and Winnipeg or the other two teams in the yeah. top three. Like yeah. for Colorado, it's not a free pass by any no. means, but it's you think they're going to be there in the Western yeah. Conference Final, which probably brings you to edmonton the yeah. oilers have uh, they added bustad they added ekholm what have you thought of their makeup I like in it. their additions i love it
0: i think ekholm's just like i call him the king of the cross check like he'll he oh, yeah? give him a crow he might as well have a crowbar like he just beats on people's backs just buries mean like he's a nasty rock steady guy rangy can move pucks up um good all-around big defender that that just tough to play against. You know when you're out there and you're like, oh, God, this, this, guy, this guy's going guy. to cross-check the heck out of me again. <laughs>
1: you, you could just draw straws out yeah. of the
0: Western Conference, though. <laughs> yeah, when you yeah. look and when you try to handicap anything. Uh, for the longest time, Kippy, I loved Winnipeg. I was like, who's going to beat Winnipeg? Every guy is 6'5". They're I, had physical. Them, I had them done in September. Really? Yeah, yeah I did. I've, they came into Pittsburgh, like, what, a month ago, and they just destroyed them destroyed them after they played in Columbus the night before, weren't happy with their game, came in, and just, like, I was like, oh, my, because I was between the benches that game, too. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Like, that's the biggest team I've ever seen. They're physical. They're, like, right up on you. There's no time and space. Like, they can move pucks. They're d. any D never mind Morrissey they who everyone big. was talking about, every D was active and like confident. Yeah. I was but, like, But oh they're, not my God. they're not a no, they're big D. They're not a big D. No, they're not like they're a huge all D. Up front forwards, yeah. the Lowry's. Yeah, Perfetti is like their smallest guy. Yeah.
1: Everyone
2: else is six four.
1: then five like, eleven. Yeah. The Morrissey's yeah.
2: Yeah. Stenlin, Lowry, Wheeler, That's Logan right. Stasley. Yeah. I mean Dylan's big they're, on the back end. But yeah, they're a big and team. then they have Hellebuck. Right. He's okay, too. So what's this league? I
0: kind of look at it. And I'm like, what's this league? It's like special teams, goaltending. Yeah. And like, where where else are we going to go with this? Like well, you, the Leafs haven't got good, good, good players. Yeah. Star, star factor. And seed fillers. Yeah. Star factor. And then those roles. Yes. And then goaltending. It's like a major. Like, you, gotta, you have a chance if you have those goalies,
2: you know? Yeah. And the Leafs in playoffs have not gotten through. And their power play has really struggled. And they haven't out-goaltended the other team. Yeah. You know, the, the power play is interesting for the Leafs. We talked about it. You didn't like it last night. No. I haven't liked it for a bit. It's kind of stagnant. You it's, know, what are you do? let them you... down the last three or four years. Yeah. This yeah. time of year. Yeah, you got Matthews on one side, Marner on another. Like, you got to let those guys have the puck yeah, and yeah, do their yeah. thing. But, like, I don't know. I guess, do you prefer to have a power play set up where it's, you know, some tight system, here's what we want you to play, or do you would you rather say you're great players, go be, yeah. do your thing? I, I'd i rather, like, the
0: the... Yeah, unpredictable gong show that is when Connor Mc—oh, it's Connor McDavid. But like when you know when he gets yeah. it on his side and then he he gets Skates on his horse, around, he yeah. goes around the loop and he starts swirling. And then it, and usually it's a stagnant standstill, shoot some gap passes through seams and touch it around for you know a little shot tip pass around yeah, yeah, the net. Like yeah. like I like when it's like so unpredictable. It's like boom, 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 boom. I think that's like just wild yeah. and as a killer. Really tough to defend because you don't know you know they're throwing seven different kinds of smoke at you, and you're just yeah. trying to survive but um yeah I think I think when you're when you're standing still like that, it becomes predictable as a killer, you know you know the kind of pressures of what they're looking for, you know these three options possibly when it's set up in this situation, but um maybe they can they, they can have that look a little bit it's either shooting down the flank.
4: I what do they do that's it's all they do
0: coming downhill on the flank or like shot passes to the guy in the slot for a little tip
2: <laughs> it's just a flank shot yeah okay. <laughs> we, we, we gotta get you out of here or yeah, cool. yeah i gotta get list? back so hey, gotta uh, go.
0: well colby armstrong they need me. i guess everyone needs pizza awesome, I <laughs> hey, listen.
1: Um, of course you got your podcast down there uh, uh yeah, chiclets game, game notes, game notes. Yep. uh you're going to go on the panel on TNT, buddy. Yeah, on you're Sunday. going for
0: your hockey expertise. Oh, you, I'm going to deliver. You're not
1: going there to deliver pizzas no. like they waste your time here,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be really cool to be on TNT, like, just, you yeah. know, with, with Anson and Biz and Liam down there. Uh, I worked with them at NBC before previously, so it's, it'll be comfortable, I think. But yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I'll get right down in, there, bye. get in the game, start dialing in hockey chatter, just get it going, right? Get the hot stove awesome. going. Easy. Yeah, I love it. Easy just like well I learned. did here today, it was good talking hockey with you yeah. boys today. Nice having you in, man. Yeah. Kobe Armstrong, former NHLer. I'll be driving home to Buffalo in the snow, and then hey. oh. seriously, be careful. Uh, I will. Yeah, yeah thanks, okay. guys. Thanks, Enjoyed it.
1: All right, uh, Sammy. We're going to take some. Uh, are we going to go to yeah. break? No, we we have no more breaks remaining. So we right. just got to stroll go out of there. Right into. I have some questions. Some- I haven't asked for one, or I don't think I have one question. Well, so <laughs> YouTube and okay, pal. Good seeing you. Colby Armstrong, everybody. All right. Do you want we'll to finish our five Sheldon minutes.
2: quotes if we'd like? We got Keith on Shen's impact, the keys to win. Do you want to go back into yeah. the quotes?
1: And, All right. And if there are questions out there, we can squeeze them in between now and uh, the end of the show. That'd be perfect. All, All right.
3: right. So let's start with... Oh, uh, oh. Oh, well, I was just going to say that Dubas did speak today. Okay. Oh, good. Um, And one of the quotes that was sent by him, I don't know what the context of the... I'm very confident in our goaltenders.
2: That's what Dubas said? Yes. I'm very confident in our goaltenders. Well, one of them hasn't played you since you January. Because <laughs> yeah. in warm-up, he rolled an ankle.
1: Right? Well, what would you expect him to say?
2: <sighs> I tried. I looked. I'm uh,
1: you, sorry. No, you're right. You're there, right there was you're nothing right. out there. This is the best we got. We got to just keep our fingers crossed. If he
2: said anything other than that, I would kill him.
1: Exactly. I would bury it, him. We would bury him. So, so don't roll your eyes when you hear that.
2: Yeah, that's that's all you can say. Give him credit.
3: Um, he also said that he's open to trading uh, Boston's first round pick at the draft. So that's I guess somewhat newsworthy. I can very Did surprised. Did he say if I
2: doesn't help me
1: got a new contract? <laughs> yeah. I guess that's true. <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah. If I'm, did he say if I'm still
2: around? Did, no, could he didn't, move that pick. Yeah.
1: no, he didn't say
3: that.
2: I'm open to trading for Boston's draft pick when I'm somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> um, when Dubas made yeah, the rash, very confident in. Oh. Oh. Ooh, oh, nice. nice. We, we had a half Dubas quote. I thought it was the live one, but I don't think so. When Dubas...
1: I'm, I'm very confident in, in, uh, in our goaltenders.
3: Nice. All right. All there right. We go. Okay. That one's going
1: in the library. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's... <laughs>
3: uh, when Dubas made the Rastis-Sandine trade with Washington for a first-rounder, he had the choice of another draft pick or Eric Gustafson, and he chose the depth at the power play quarterback. But yeah. I
1: watched him last night on that shorthanded goal. I played with enough guys that... Already are in their mind, have got the puck, yeah, and they're thinking about the play. Oh yeah, or the shot they're going to get off. Except they forget a part about the part of getting the puck.
2: Yeah, you got to catch the catch right? the ball
1: before and the he, touchdown doesn't count. You know, power play. Yes, I get it. Movement could have a different look on the Leafs' power play. I get all that part. I don't like them defensively at all. Well, listen, I will think it's
3: a pretty tough. First impression for Leaf fans, but that was a grenade that Yarncroft fired at him. A hard pass along the dasher board with stop Coleman. It. With Coleman
1: bre- stop it. With Coleman. Stop
3: Coleman was breathing down his neck. I will say. It just was a got point. Your just first priority is to make sure
2: puck. that puck is managed. I, I agree. Slower. Just yeah. keep, bad play. It, keep it
1: in in play. Yeah, But Yarncroft doesn't.
2: Do many favors? No, no. Like and also, new guy, new team, first time on the GP, Like grenade bit launcher, hard ass awesome. pass. Is that right. first uh, I'm going to pretend I, it never happened. I can
1: I, I, I? If I see that in game one through game seven,
2: he had sixty points, and no one wants the guy at times. There's a 40, re- points. forty points. This year is forty. He had yes. a sixty point season, though. He, he has did? a seventeen goal, sixty point season. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. And he makes a million bucks. Yeah. I but, mean, if you're half decent defensively <laughs> you and know, score sixty, you make ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: how it's bad
2: defensively <laughs> are
1: you that you can put up those numbers uh, and can't cap more know, than a million bucks?
2: And I'm not saying he's not, you know, good that at could what be he does. Best I'm just point
1: saying. point <laughs> of the season, right there. Well,
2: like, it's he's yeah he's a seven, and if the D is ter- if the power play is not scoring, he's going to get in. Um, Kyle Dubis on Austin Matthews. As everyone knows,
3: he's played through some injuries. And things that have hampered him. Things. Do we know Do we know that? Things? No, I didn't know. If this is a down season for him offensively, that's a really good sign
1: in terms of how great of a player he really is. What's he been through? How's he going to get through four rounds if he can't – if you're bringing up injuries right now?
2: Well, here's my question. If he's got anything but, nagging, can we put him on the snide for a bit? Yeah. Like, if he's – Give him a couple of weeks off. I would agree. Like, if he's hurting – Show me Bobby McMahon.
1: The uh, – in all honesty, I mean, good on him, trying to protect him. But that sounds to me like he's just trying to alleviate the the pressure off of him a little bit and use the the injury as a bit of a this is this is this explains everything.
2: I do think that we will hear whether it's a post year or a post a post career thing where Matthew says, "Yeah, at that time I was going through, I don't know." Riff, shingles and a tough rock, breakup, you know, like whatever it is, like, shingles <laughs> or a bad breakup. I said and a bad and breakup a bad simultaneously. Break you know what I mean? Like I just
1: feel like. This but he had time to make that commercial. Which one? The bank. There's a bank killing commercial.
2: Him for this commercial. I thought it was kind of funny. So I, playing a boy. These guys love
3: money. Marner's in every commercial. He's in Skip the Dishes, gambling, everything. Matthews, gam
1: They're, they really love money, buddy. Good luck playing in Arizona and getting that commercial. Bingo. Like, listen. They just love commercials. And guess what? I've
3: said on air literally today that I am for sale, so oh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, cannot tell you enough how much we're for sale. I will, you know,
2: you offer Buddy, me a you, few hundred bucks. Uh, I'll say a lot of <laughs>
3: things. <I'll>
2: say, <laughs> so, what are you saying? If you offer me 200 bucks. I'll say a lot of Buddy, things. a burger. <laughs> a, a hamburger you would do anything for. I was telling Sammy that uh, I asked Sportsnet if I could tweet out for this company that was going to sell me some, like, you know, give me some underwear or whatever, and they were like, well, just make sure you're getting enough value to justify the tweet. And I was like, <laughs> burger buddy i'm for sale Burger, oh, a bag-a. Nice. tasty bag
3: you
1: scaring me right now whatever. oh yeah and i'm for sale some for golf clubs just too. not for sale golf clubs <laughs> yeah whatever you want to send except me. for sammy and jb oh yeah. yeah
2: tea times your green fees oh, oh baby <laughs> <laughs> anything else he said exciting uh, today
3: nah not a whole lot i was just i was just picking through some of the quotes i'm seeing on twitter but i guess i mean that's I, I am surprised we're sitting here after the deadline that he still has the Boston first-round pick. Me too. Like, you know, if you're, I guess, I'm There's sure. There's nowhere to put it. No, you're right. But I'm, I'm sure when he acquired that for Sandine, which was, was that two days? When was that, on Wednesday that that happened? Or Tuesday that that happened? That I, th- I bet you if you had a truth serum. His you, goal was to flip it for hundred
2: X, Y, Z.
1: First rounders get you four million dollar player back.
2: He's a it's a thirty second pick. It's a little different. Like you can't bring me Vigmelka and half a Lawson Krause or I don't know. No, no, I, no you cannot. Can, can, can I? Can I get Lawson Krause? get? Tyler no, Perdue you cannot fit pick. those
1: in. Yeah, can't fit
2: them in. Yeah, well, you can have and I don't know someone else do. By the way, Alex Kerfoot, who we kill all the time in the show, yeah. and people kill him. I thought he skated like Connor mcdavid yeah. last night you know why for
1: lying because there's there's more reinforcement around him there's yeah. more muscle around him and those he those type of players get to look better electric when others are going out there and doing some grunt work yeah okay like the worst look on kerfoot for me since he's been here is in the playoffs when he tries to body check yeah uh, headman and then takes a penalty because he doesn't really know how to do it because he didn't really
2: by the way, that's very relatable for me because I was a not a banger. And in the playoffs, I definitely was like, okay, we're doing this thing. Yes. And it's like, it's not and I, I, who I am.
1: I've never really done it before. Right. And I look really awkward. Taking now, myself he, he, out of position. He doesn't have to do that.
2: Yeah. He won't. God, if you have 1% more finishing you ability. You
1: can win with guys like Kerfoot if they're, if they're not leading that charge.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, I, I'm also interested to see what Kerfoot and Hall are going to look like in their next game because now that they didn't get traded. Yeah. Like, don't you think there's part of, like, Hall played the hardest I've ever seen him play for three straight games here.
2: Yeah.
3: And, like, he played, I thought he was great again read, last night. If
1: you read the tea leaves on Kerfoot, he was never going anywhere. Okay, so, but Hall right, for leader, sure was. Sheldon Keith, I actually leader. was thinking that would be a major uh, thing to
2: pull out of the dressing room. If he is. Been here for he, f- he appears four as years now. as
1: popular then? guy in the yeah. room. Fantasy football commissioner, uh, boys. That's a lot. Yeah, and it does
2: actually. Yeah.
1: The other thing too, there's just that little slice of, I think, uh, Sheldon saying that, you know, if I would have got rid of him, it would have just been ample proof that I really screwed up the cadre trade.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I could be part of it. And, and I think, like, to the, the chemistry point of it, you have to, like, you changed out 30% of this team. You yeah. have to have some hold over and consistency. You know,
2: I was actually th- thinking that this season, one of the great advantages the Leafs had that other teams didn't have is continuity. Like they kept their team together. They changed Mikheyev and whatever for, you know, the same guys. Like they had the same team in the same direction. And I think that helped them get a lot of wins while teams sort out their whatever. And now they're the team that's been massively disrupted and it's going to take a little bit of time, but you're right. I'm sure they're wondering, do we want to do two or three, you know, do we want to do more bodies? It's a lot. Um, I did want to do a first impression of Sam Lafferty. Did you, any thoughts on him so far? We haven't talked about him at all.
1: I, I, I think he, uh, is exactly what we thought he would be. Yeah. A, a an energy guy that, uh, gets his nose dirty. can get in on, on a, on a, on a four check. Yeah. I don't know. And listen, I've kind of got a little bit of experience of having success on a very bad team. I scored 17 goals in Hartford. I got more ice time. Yeah. I go to the Rangers, no, less ice time, numbers down. Uh, but you know, this is Lafferty now on a on a deep team. This is not the Chicago Blackhawks here.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't expect any offense. I just I did want to say that I really like the look of him as like a skater four checker. Yeah, you know, a lot of good things. I think he has panic hands. Mm-hmm. Like when it, you it, when you said that yeah. last night after the play, I'm like, yeah, there's already been a couple moments where he's. Too quick, We're like, calm with Thinking it for, it, yeah. you know, to calm down a little bit. But, you know, that could be new guy, too. But, yeah, just my first impression.
1: Um, yeah. McCabe better some mad last hands. night? You're calling, you said he's got some mad
3: hands. McCabe better last night? Uh, yes. Really liked McCabe last he, night. Yeah. I got to say, watching him play last night versus the first night where, I, like we talked about, I, he was trying to kill everyone. He right. was juiced up. Last he, night
1: was an encouraging night for me he with He does he is aggressive in the neutral zone, guys. He is. He's Steps more up ice than I expected. He, every chance he gets to step up early, he does, mm-hmm. and he
3: is way more offensively inclined than I thought he was going to. Well, be. he had that
2: great short-handed chance yeah. that uh, Markstrom got a piece of, and then Kerfoot shot into the twenty-third row. I, albeit I, it was tipped. He feels. Oh my god. He feels like a guy that's going to
3: have a monster momentum swinging hit at some point in a yeah. big game. Like he, he just, the, he almost, that poor Peltier last night, when Peltier was coming into the zone and he had Tavares on his hip and he saw McCabe at the last second and the he shoot. pulled the shoot, but yeah. it was close. Right. Like he's going to get somebody.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Encouraging Has on that
3: front. Has he had
1: decent numbers ever anywhere? Uh, McCabe? Yeah. it's a good question. Like offensively? Yeah, offensively. I, I think he's probably had 100 points in his career over what, 500 games? But Um, is he? I'm I'm pulling it up right now.
3: He has had 119 points in 485 games, 24 goals. His biggest year was in Buffalo, no, it was in Chicago in 2021, 2022, when he had 33 points and he was a minus 27. Well, minuses don't count. He had had 22 points. Sorry, my bad.
1: Probably stepped up a little bit too many times. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, I would say so.
2: But, yeah, he, you know, pretty, he's got a couple of years with 20 assists there, 18 assists. You know, yeah.
1: I just, to me. They didn't get any faster, let's put it that way, outside no. of Lafferty. Lafferty they, they skates well. They the didn't get well. faster.
2: No, definitely not. Obviously, O'Reilly's not lightning fast. And um, Shannon, yeah, is not fleet of foot. I, I am worried about the O'Reilly pace a little bit. Yeah. There's moments
3: where he looks really slow.
2: I think it's a style thing. I can't tell if it's if he's actually slow or if it's stylistically just ugly. Who's that? Riley O'Reilly. O'Reilly. But yeah.
1: But yeah, I, he's I don't not think a pretty it's, skater. It's
2: not a slow team, but it's certainly not a fast team. You know, like Lafferty was important in terms of the four check yeah. and having another guy that can get but in yeah, there. Kerfoot just, skates well.
1: Just, top four just to touch on Kyle Dubis and, and when he first broke in, how important was how fast they were, the transition, the yeah. puck possession. And, man, they, yeah, they're not considered, a I, I think, a, a fast team today.
2: No. And I think, you know, he probably would hold by a lot of those convictions, but he would be like, I found the things that other people wanted, but also in guys I wanted. But there's definitely he's made some concessions about what he thinks is going to win.
3: C- couple housekeeping notes yes. before we go away here. Uh, we've got a contest next week. It's the, uh, remember we had it last year, the rivalry train, Molson, Molson Canadian? Yeah. So they want to give you and a friend a chance to take the Molson Canadian rivalry train to see the Leafs take on the Sens in Ottawa on April 1st. That'd be a good, maybe a big game for the Sens now. Uh, it includes food, beverage, and overnight stay in Ottawa. And you have to turn in, tune into our show next week for all the details. And you obviously you've got to be 19 years old, so you can drink the beer that they're going to give you. But yeah, so a big contest for us next week.
1: Wow. Are we eligible
3: to win? No, but I would love to win. <laughs> I really would. And that, I mean. Well, we can put a fake name in for you. <laughs> or, you know, you could just maybe buy me some tickets, skippers or something.
2: <laughs> Here's a set in Ottawa. What are tickets in Ottawa cost? I wouldn't even know.
3: Probably not a whole lot. Probably a lot more now uh, this week than two weeks ago. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. That game now for Ottawa, that's probably going to be a huge game for them. Oh, that's
2: a massive night. Are you and- kidding
3: me? And the Leafs are going to be battling with Tampa to keep ahead of them for home ice advantage. So it's going to be really, uh, to be really exciting. So that's a good contest, so stay tuned next week. And another housekeeping thing, just wanted to apologize to our listeners for biz and his swear.
1: Oh, did you? He, he just wanted to make sure. I okay. apologize to our uh, listeners. Okay. Can you Imagine okay. if he was on like every week. How many times you would have to apologize? But the guy—he
3: was on TV literally all day, and then he comes in here and drops an F. You just make people feel too comfortable, boys. Well, so. it's our show. I know. You I forget know. you're on the air. I know. Last year, I afraid he dropped the hardest F in sports radio history.
2: But usually, people get three quarters of the way through the word and no, catch it. He, he was is, just like 100 <laughs> percent all the <laughs> way down. <laughs> hard K. So those are my two. Those, those are my there, two. Uh,
1: Supposed to have us on <laughs> a delay or yeah, something? But, yeah, but we're That's, good. We're St- studio, Derek,
4: it doesn't matter for YouTube. Oh
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, can't protect the YouTubers. Um, Derek uh, cashed in uh, an, his next rewards for twenty five bucks. Oh my god, So, I was actually thinking of doing those uh, crappy <laughs> oh, no. uh, commercials for like uh,
3: the pay apps. You know, like start doing my hat one way. Like I don't pay for gas anymore since I downloaded this app.
2: <laughs> no way, man! You for real? <laughs> Serious?
1: <laughs> like David Sisboomba is like. 10 bucks in I, I i'm not paying you two guys by the way I, <laughs> not yet you guys get,
2: um not unpaid just promos. Yet.
3: and uh matt murray on the ice kyle said today the goaltender is close to returning so we're close.
2: Making, he's been close for maybe. Six
3: weeks. how about we see him play a hockey game right. tomorrow evening would that be uh would that be acceptable that would be that's uh, close Yep. and uh congrats to all the vancouver fans who get to enjoy a four
1: o'clock hockey game moral. no they love that aha uh-huh. you it really warms your heart to know oh, they're pissed off oh about a 4 yeah. p.m it's a, it's local time sammy, eh, sammy
3: if i was a vancouver canucks fan and i saw that thing that they could have traded jt miller for picks and didn't i would drive to the rink and kick
1: down Alvin's door <laughs> i can't believe that anyways all right just like that two hours fly flew right by yes sir all right our thanks to paul Bizanet, former nhl our co-host of Spittin' chicklets Colby Armstrong, Doug McClain, always stellar on Off the Rails Friday. Everybody have a great week. We're back Monday.